Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Today is January 3rd, 2022, and our first story. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is slammed as a hypocrite for partying maskless in Florida despite supporting mask mandates and criticizing Governor Ron DeSantis. In our next story, Joe Rogan joins Getter, a Twitter rival, leading the charge of a mass exodus after the banning of Dr. Malone. And in our last story, Patton Oswalt apologizes for performing with Dave Chappelle. He's terrified of being canceled, but come on. Dave Chappelle, he's the best. Why apologize for performing with the best? Now, if you like this show, give us a good review and leave us five stars. Share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, star of the Democrat Progressives, leader of The Squad. She doesn't tweet too much about vaccines or mandates, but she has issued several statements which shows that she is on the side of mask mandates and vaccine mandates. And the big story, the hypocrisy, is that she went down to Miami to party and she was seen maskless. When called out for the hypocrisy, she just said, Republicans want to date me or something, completely deflecting. And I got to admit, masterful PR. AOC is really good at controlling narratives and putting out messages. She's really good at being a hypocrite and getting away with it because people are tribal. But the story is very important. I actually don't care too much to do these drama style stories where it's like, aha, look what AOC has done. But this is more than just AOC. It's what the Democrats do. It's blue states that are pushing these mask mandates and these vaccine mandates. It is Democrats that are screaming about Omicron and saying things are getting worse. And it's typically Republicans saying no to the mandates, backing away from the stuff and saying more so individual liberty. It's not absolute. There are certainly red states that have had their mask mandates. Many states that were uh, uh, run by Republicans over the past year had mandates, but now it's all kind of going away. Except now we have Omicron. There is a surge again of new cases. Some are saying that Omicron is very different. It's much less likely to land you in the hospital, but substantially more transmissible. And so we're going to see a lot of cases. And we are. One thing you need to understand about the surge in cases we're seeing right now is that it's tied heavily to the holidays. People went out to get tested. They're worried about people getting sick. And with all the testing comes reporting of a major surge. It's funny how that works, isn't it? Donald Trump pointed that out a while ago. I think it was over a year ago. And he said, if you stop testing, all this goes away. 
And a lot of people basically laughed like, yeah, so there's still COVID. You just don't know about it. And so the inverse is, or I should say that statement is actually true. If you're not looking for it, you don't find it. And over the holidays with people getting tested and these huge lines stretching out far and wide, we ended up with major surges reported across the country. The CDC has this image of the United States and it's just red completely across the board because, well, COVID is surging, or at the very least, we have more data showing there are many more cases. This has resulted in in expanding mask mandates. Right where we are, where we work on this show at TimCast, we're on the border of Frederick County, which just implemented a nonsensical mask mandate, which I'll get into, you know, later on in this segment. And we're seeing that in D.C. We're seeing vaccine mandates across the board. And in many of these places, like New York City, for instance, they have vaccine mandates, but they also have mask mandates. So regardless of whether or not you're vaccinated, you got to be wearing your mask. And now things are getting crazier because at the state level, they have the mask or vax policy, which is basically you can require a vaccine mandate. Like your business can choose to enforce a vax mandate. And if you do, nobody's got to wear masks. But if you don't, everyone, regardless of vaccination status, has to wear masks. Mandates are on the rise and Democrats have consistently been flouting their own rules and policies for someone like AOC to claim to support these things, to promote Hochul or however you pronounce her name, the new governor of New York, and say she's doing a better job than Ron DeSantis, but then go to Miami to vacation, not wear a mask and then mock people who question this hypocrisy. And this is why the story is so important. Another example of people like AOC saying one thing and doing another. Now, you want to have an argument about vaccine policy or mask policy. By all means, we can do that. But the bigger problem to me is, are the politicians leading the charge being honest? When I see a Republican say, we shouldn't have mask mandates and then refuse to wear a mask, I'll be like, okay, that's in line with literally their position. If AOC comes out and claims New York is doing a great job, better than Ron DeSantis in Florida, but then goes to Florida to party, yo, she's lying to people. And this is why I left New York, because of, I, I view this as evil. I really do. It's not just being a bad person. It's, it's actually extracting value. It's lying. It's harming people. It's destroying lives while you don't even believe in the causes you claim to support. But let's read through all this and break down what's going on. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to help support our work. It's not just this video. It's all of our journalists working at TimCast.com. You as a member help support that. We have tons of articles about a wide variety of issues. And as a member, you'll get access to the exclusive member segments of all of our shows, including the TimCast IRL podcast. But more importantly, your membership allows us to expand and hire more reporters. And that's what we're doing. But don't forget... Like this video right now, subscribe to this channel, share this video right now with all your friends. Take that URL, post it wherever you can. It is the most powerful way to help call out the hypocrites in government and to support my work and the work we do at TimCast. But now let's start with this story from the Daily Mail. And I'll break down exactly what AOC has said and why it's important. We highlight the hypocrisy among prominent Democrats. AOC pays COVID lip service. Maskless squad leader gets huge kiss from Broadway star Billy Porter at packed Miami drag bar. Florida cases spike 940%. They say AOC, who has long been an advocate for mask wearing during the pandemic, was spotted partying in Miami on Sunday without a face covering altogether 
as she socialized with actor Billy Porter. Now, the Daily Mail also says the squad member has staunchly supported masks and vaccine mandates since the start of the pandemic. I want to address that because it does appear. I've got a tweet. AOC said that without mask mandates, you know, people will lose their lives. And she very much supports this. She has praised the governor of New York's response to COVID and criticized Ron DeSantis. But I don't know if she's actually ever said anything in favor of vaccine mandates. In fact, I went through her Twitter account. Not really hard to do. Just scrolled down to July and did a quick search for vaccine. Nothing comes up. So I don't know if she has a hard position on vaccine mandates, but it does seem that she's just well, tacitly in line with the ongoing vaccine mandates. But we'll read more and I'll show you these tweets. They say the New York congresswoman who has been in Miami since before the new year appeared to be continuing her vacation in the Sunshine State at a packed drag bar event in the city. In a short clip posted to social media, Ocasio-Cortez could be seen waving to other bargoers to cheers and applause while being introduced on stage by the MC of the drag brunch event. The, uh, the compere could be heard lauding the politician, eliciting wild cheers from gathered diners. Ocasio-Cortez's presence in Florida, a state that she had long criticized for its lax coronavirus restrictions during earlier waves of the pandemic, appeared to irk some Republicans and conservative journalists who became tired of her using the southern state as an example of how not to do things. Quote, AOC is still lounging it up in Florida in large crowds and maskless, this time at a drag queen bar in Miami. Rules for thee, but not for me wrote right-wing journalist Brendan Leslie. For those of you with zero sense of humor, the whole point of this post is to expose hypocrisy. We don't actually care she's maskless. We care she fear mongers about Florida, but then has the audacity to vacation here. AOC was spotted partying in a bar maskless in the great free state of Florida. Absolute hypocrite wrote the account Libs of TikTok. Now, let me show you. We have these photos of her. She's having a good time. You know what? Good for her and good for everyone down here in Florida. But I find it really weird that there are so many progressives and Democrats in Florida not wearing masks. I don't get it. I really, really don't. Are they mad at Ron DeSantis for the way he's been handling things? Or do they agree with him? Because you don't need a mask mandate to wear a mask. In fact, AOC herself has stated in the past, even if they remove the mask mandates, she may still wear them to protect others. Yet here we see that during a time when there are mask mandates and vaccine mandates in her state and her city, what does she do? She she doesn't care for those policies when she's in Florida. Now, to be fair, she is vaccinated. She did get her booster shot. Yet she's not wearing a mask. Now, hold on there a minute. I've had many leftists say, so you're saying, Tim, that if you get vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask? Actually, no. In New York City, you have to be you have to be you have to wear a mask regardless of vaccination status in Frederick County, in D.C., in Chicago, in Philly, in all of these cities run by Democrats. Even if you're vaccinated, you must wear a mask. So what changed now, Ocasio-Cortez? And this is shout out to all the other Democrats, to Nancy Pelosi, to Whitmer, to Newsom, to Maxine Waters, to Fauci himself, to the Karen on the Delta airline flight who took her mask down to scream at a man because he wasn't wearing a mask. Yes, some people are just in a cult and they believe charlatans like AOC and Rashida Tlaib and all of them. You're cruising down the highway, windows rolled down, tunes blasting from the radio. You're in the zone and living the dream. Suddenly, your car sputters, coughs, and throws a wrench in your whole day. Tow trucks, repair bills, the dream turns into a nightmare. 
Don't wait until car trouble steals your peace of mind. Visit CarShield now at carshield.com slash Carlson. For nearly 20 years, CarShield has helped millions of drivers avoid the stress of major repairs. They offer plans covering up to 5,000 parts and systems, from your engine and transmission to electronics and more, all for a low monthly rate that fits your budget. CarShield plans also include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, and rental options. Get peace of mind now. Visit CarShield online at carshield.com slash Carlson. Join millions of customers and contact CarShield now to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash Carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson. Visit now. Now let me show you some of her, her, her tweets and we'll break down the hypocrisy. So many people criticized her. And when people pointed out that she was maskless at a restaurant, now I actually want to push back on this. This, this initial story I think is kind of dumb. I'm not a fan. AOC is sitting at a table and she's not wearing a mask as she is drinking what appears to be some kind of martini. They also made fun of her boyfriend's feet. That was stupid. I don't care about her boyfriend or his feet. Grow up. I also don't care that AOC is not wearing a mask at a restaurant because even in New York, you can take off your mask when you're sitting down at a restaurant. That being said, that policy is insane. If you're going to tell people they have to wear masks, regardless of vaccination status, because people are going to spread the droplets, then you need to be wearing a mask when you're sitting down eating too, and take it off and take a sip. In, in between sips, you can remove the mask just so you can put food and drink in your hole. Okay, how about that? No, the policy makes no sense. But let's be real. If AOC genuinely believes that policy makes sense, it's not hypocrisy for, he, for her to be dumb. So I don't, I don't really care that much that we see her at a restaurant not wearing a mask. That's normal, albeit stupid behavior. And also criticizing her boyfriend's feet, also really, really dumb. Now, here's the thing. AOC was, was called out by Team DeSantis, who said, welcome to Florida, AOC. We hope you're enjoying a taste of freedom here in the sun, sunshine state, thanks to Ron DeSantis's leadership. And she said, hasn't Governor DeSantis been inexplicably missing for like two weeks? If he's around, I would be happy to say hello. His social media team seems to have been posting old photos for weeks. In the meantime, perhaps I could help with local organizing. Folks are quite receptive here. Ron DeSantis posted old photos. Why? Well, the official explanation is that I believe it was Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's Eve. They have one set of family photos. It's a variety of different photos. Why? Because Ron DeSantis's wife has cancer and is undergoing chemo, and they didn't have the opportunity to take more than one photo. But ultimately, who cares? Seriously? And why has Ron DeSantis been inexplicably missing? Maybe he is missing. We were concerned about Joe Biden when he goes missing, too. And then there's an explanation not having to do with DeSantis himself. His wife is undergoing chemo and Governor DeSantis was accompanying her. I don't really care for any excuses as to why someone goes missing because I, I don't I'm not a, I, I don't agree with it. If you're going to criticize Ron DeSantis because if, if you're going to criticize a Democrat because they've gone MIA and, and then you're, you're going to excuse a Republican or vice versa. No, 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 no. Look, at any point. Any one of these individuals, left or right, could put out a tweet and be like, hey, you know, taking care of some important family stuff. I really don't care for the whole someone's gone missing, right? And you know what? I'm not entirely sure if there, in, in this regard, I, I suppose my position is more so I understand why DeSantis may have gone missing, but I still think he should have been communicating with the public. I think that's fair to say. Meanwhile, however, 
We have this tweet from AOC, which gets to the point. I'd also be happy to share some notes from Governor Kathy Hochul's work in NY, since he seems to be in need of tips. You come down to Florida, you criticize Florida, and you don't want to be in your own state. There was a there was a viral uh, tweet that I shared <clears throat> where this guy in San Francisco was like, that's it. We're moving to Florida. And then he said, my family doesn't like, you know, the politics here are worse, worse. You're leaving California because it's decaying and falling apart. And then you want to go to Florida and disparage Florida. You know what? I am just sick of this. I like what Ron DeSantis has done to a certain degree. People have criticized him for his stance on BDS. I don't want to live in Florida. I'm not going to vacation in Florida. Florida's weather doesn't agree with me. It's just too hot. January and February are pretty nice. I got to tell you, though, the policies of Ron DeSantis as it pertains to social media censorship and COVID have been wonderful. The same is true for Texas. Eh, Florida's a little better. New Hampshire's pretty good, too. I chose West Virginia for a different reason. Underdeveloped. I think the opportunity is here in West Virginia. And to be completely honest, Florida and Texas, way too expensive. But I'm not going to go party over the over the weekend, you know, uh, New Year's Eve to Florida. I'm just not interested. AOC clearly is interested in that celebration. If she wants to claim that New York state and city have done a better job than Florida, why would she go down and then flout her own recommendations? Because they are liars. AOC said, if Republicans are mad, they can't date me. Then they can just say that instead of projecting their sexual frustrations onto my boyfriend's feet. And this works for people. I don't know if it's like, you know, Gen Z boomer socialists just don't care about substance and they like drama. Bravo. I don't care for that. I think it was really dumb that Steve Cortez circled her boyfriend's feet. That's stupid and worthy of criticism. And in that regard, I will defend AOC. You are allowed to criticize someone for pointing out your feet. Now do us a favor and answer the very serious question of why do you think it's it's, it's okay to have masks in New York, but you won't wear one in Florida at a time when the CDC says COVID is surging everywhere. This is CDC data that I'm showing here on the screen. You can see that almost entirely across the country, except for Northern California, red. They're saying the transmission level is very high. So AOC goes from New York, flies down to Florida with a slightly lower transmission level, but still considered high. There's some areas that are orange and yellow. So she puts the people of Florida at risk. Is that it? Because if AOC thinks these policies are good and that Ron DeSantis is, is in need of some guidance and organizing, then certainly she would go. She, well, she wouldn't travel because that can spread COVID. And if she did, she'd wear a mask to do it. No, they flout the rules. They don't care about them. Here's a tweet from AOC from March of this year. 93.2% of Texans aren't fully vaccinated. The state just endured one disaster worsened by selfishness and denial of basic science, and now conditions are being set for another. Repealing the mask mandate now endangers so many people, especially essential workers and the vulnerable. So let me ask you, AOC, at a time when Florida sees a near 1,000% increase in cases, what about that was appropriate? What about that made it appropriate for you to not wear a mask? Now, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I think mask mandates, for the most part, are insane. Masks, however, do work. If you are sick and you're spitting on people as you talk, it will stop the droplets. 
from getting on our grandmothers. It's a joke, by the way, but it stops you from spitting on people, which can spread COVID. It won't stop aerosolized virus, meaning when it's in vapor, and it's not going to protect you for the most part, but I'm not going to pretend to be a scientist or anything. I look at a lot of these studies and I see that. And I see what happens is people on the right say aerosolized virus, therefore it doesn't work. And I'm like, but you're ignoring people can literally spit. And the left just blindly says it does work, ignoring the fact that it works in certain circumstances. If you want to have a mask mandate for your business, well, that's your business, I guess. But government mandated, man, uh, government mandated mask requirements, I'm not a fan of any of it. Because it become, it just ultimately ends up insane. And I'll give you the example of what happened to me this, this past weekend. So me and my girlfriend go to a restaurant to get sushi. And we walk in, and it's a very small restaurant of only a few hundred square feet. And no one's wearing a mask. Just the, the, staff, the staff are wearing masks, which is fairly typical of every restaurant in the area. West Virginia, Washington County, no mask mandates. Frederick County, mask mandate. So we live on the border. And we walk in and they're like, you need to wear a mask. You have a mask. And we were like, honestly, we don't because there haven't been any mask mandates. And I was just like, I don't, I don't have one. I mean, nobody else is wearing a mask. And they were like, yeah, but they're sitting down. And I was like, okay, well, there's a table 10 feet in front of me. I was like, we'll just sit here. It's for two. And they just said, but you need to have a mask. And I repeated myself. No one in here is wearing a mask. Uh, okay. Like, I don't understand what you're trying to say. The guy with the menus, he says, the host or whatever. If you get up and walk around, you need to be wearing a mask. And I said, okay, then we'll just sit down. How does that sound? And he said, I will give you masks. And if you get up, you have to wear them. I said, works for me. You know, we'll put them on before we leave, I guess. But we can literally sit down instead of arguing. And then as he's getting the menus about to seat us, the people behind the counter say, put your masks on. And I was like, we're going to sit down literally right. It's like 10 feet, not even 10 feet. It's like two steps. And they said, no, you have to put it on now. And then I was like, our table's right there. Are you serious? And all the staff go, yes. And I'm like, you are insane. They're not doing this for any health reason. People sitting down at tables, not wearing masks, talking and eating and spitting out the droplets all over the place. That is insane. You want to talk about mandates for a record store or a bookstore or a, a jewelry store? Okay, I get it. You walk in, you're wearing a mask, you ain't going to spit on people. That will reduce transmission. Totally agree. Still don't like the mandate policy. But this is a border county. It's only a few minutes away that we said, we'll just go somewhere else. You're nuts. We could have just sat down and we didn't have to wear a mask. I don't understand that policy. It's insane. So we drove, got in the car, and only a few minutes later, we were eating sushi at a different restaurant. It was not hard. And the other restaurant, they're like, I don't know, doesn't make sense to us. It is the weirdest, most insane thing I have ever seen. And this is exemplified by people like AOC. She is the kind of person who enforces these policies, who calls for these policies, who champions these policies that don't make sense and then flouts them and goes to Florida of all places. Ron DeSantis needs help from our governorship. And then she goes down there to party. Incredible. New York City has a mask mandate. Everyone vaccinated or not must wear a mask. When in a store, restaurant or other public space where the owner or operator requires masks at work, if required by employer, blah, 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 blah. We strongly recommend everyone vaccinated or not wear a mask in public settings. OK, we get it. Sure. Public transportation must wear a mask. School, health care, certain group residential facilities at work, if required by your employer. 
Okay, so maybe what they're really saying is that only if businesses require it. Well, New York City has a vaccine mandate as well. I guess AOC doesn't really believe in what she said in the past. Like in May 15th, um, 15th of May, 2021, AOC reveals she's going to keep wearing a face mask despite being fully vaccinated and says some uh, uh, some are going to take time adjusting as we feel comfortable. In a tweet, let me, let me, here's what she says. She says, by the way, if you want to keep wearing your mask, then do it. Personally, I'm going to keep wearing my mask in shared indoor public spaces like elevators, subway, grocery store, etc. New York City got hit so hard that I think some of us are, are going to take time adjusting as we feel comfortable. Okay, full stop. Okay, maybe AOC has seen the light. Her opinion has changed. She said, you know what? Maybe it was ridiculous to keep wearing this mask when the mandates were lifted. Maybe you should only wear them if you're mandated to wear them. All right. You know, look, I, I myself have had a, cha- a change of opinion in the past. Many of my opinions have changed. You can easily pull up older videos of me and be like, aha, Tim said this about Trump then, but now he says this. Oh, well, yeah, my opinion's probably going to change a whole lot, especially as time goes on and new things develop and information changes. That's fair. Okay, AOC, I'll give you that one. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. I'm going to keep wearing my mask. So she changed her mind on wearing a mask even when mandates are lifted. But now she's still criticizing Ron DeSantis, and she's still supporting New York's policies by saying Hochul can give good advice on their leadership. Um, in New York City, they have the VASC or mask policy, VAX or mask. It's funny. And they say basically 2.0, you know, winter surge coming. New, uh, NBC New York says Hochul extends mask mandate, debuts new surge plan as New York smashes case record again. Okay, AOC, if you've changed your mind on this one, please call out the governor instead of supporting her. They're not doing it. They're not going to. No, at CNBC, they say Omicron is not the same disease as previous COVID variants, Oxford University scientist says. Now, I don't know what that means necessarily, but what they're saying is that it's more transmissible and it's really transmissible. Like everyone's expected to get this. New York is breaking records. The U.S. is breaking records. Everybody seems to be getting this. Have masks stopped transmission? No. Have they slowed it down? Maybe. I'll tell you this. There are many studies showing that it can slow the spread. People then point to Florida and say, aha, but Florida has no mandate, as exemplified by AOC, and they have been doing way better in terms of cases than many other states. And that may be true as well, but there are many factors involved. Weather, for instance, it's hotter in Florida, but also... Uh, out, out, people in Florida, with the warmer weather, more likely to spend time outdoors. Perhaps. I actually don't know if that's true because it's so hot, but maybe, you know, people go to the beach, they go to Miami Beach. And if that's the case, less opportunity for recycle there. It may actually have nothing to do with masks at all. It may have to do with our people outdoors more often. Seeing this major surge in New York makes sense. It got cold. People stayed inside. Air circulated. I got to be honest. I can't track. I can't find the pattern. I don't know. So all I can say is this. Do you agree with mandates or not? Because if you want to, fine. I get it. We don't know for sure. I am the side of freedom. I think private businesses should be allowed to make their own rules. If you want to come into my store and we don't require masks, that risk is on you. And if people don't want to show up, then my business will be hurt. 
But if the government mandates masks, even when it makes literally no sense, like a restaurant, yeah, that's insane. And then people start engaging in insane behavior, mass formation psychosis. I just want to reiterate this. If you have a record store and you're like, everybody should be wearing a mask because you're going to be talking, maybe some people singing, and we don't want people spitting on everything. We got to sanitize it all. Okay, fine. I get it. I do. That is whether that makes sense to me. I might not want to shop at your store, but fine. That's your business. If you go to a restaurant and everybody is opening their pie holes and talking and not wearing masks, but when they stand up, stop talking and are leaving, you make them wear a mask. I'm sorry. That is insane to me. This is the weirdest thing, too. I've seen this over and over again. People walk into a restaurant wearing a mask. Then they say, have a seat. They take the mask off within 10 seconds. And then when they're done eating, they don't put the mask on. You know why? What are you going to do? Kick me out? I just I'm walking out the door. That's how I see it everywhere. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. You walk in and you're like, you can sit down and take the mask off. Why don't I just sit down and not waste a disposable mask? Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. I don't know. It's not just AOC, though. It's Rashida Tlaib. She was seen in August dancing at a wedding without a mask after she criticized Rand Paul. It's just the stupidest thing ever. Mask mandates are back in Frederick County. And uh, in Anne Arundel and Frederick counties as Maryland grapples with COVID-19. You know what? This was entirely predictable. And I said this was going to happen. I said when the holidays show up, People are going to go out and get tested in droves. And when they do, we will see a surge in in cases. And then when we do, people will say it's time to lock everything down once again. New York City, they're shutting down the Apple store. So this is where we go. This is this is this is where we're going to be led because we're being led by people who have no idea what they're talking about, no idea what's going on. And we're still by people like Newsom, Maxine Waters, Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi, Rashida Tlaib, Gretchen Whitmer, and AOC. They don't believe what they preach. AOC will go out and party. And here are the photos. Let me pull up the photos. There's her at a diner I don't really care too much about. But here's her at a bar. Oh, yeah, having a good old time blowing kisses and waving. And everybody's cheering for her. And she's hugging and kissing. It's not just about not wearing the mask. It's that she goes down to Florida, no mask, and engages in the most overt, close contact social behavior you could think of while criticizing Ron DeSantis. For what? I'm just so I'm just so sick of it. We got some crazy stories, man, about what's happening in this world. I mean, look, U.S. airlines canceling thousands of flights because people aren't showing up to work because they all got COVID, they said. 
Yeah, everybody went out and got tested for the holidays. And, you know, maybe it's a good thing. I, COVID sucks. It was really bad. I did not enjoy getting it. And Omicron is still really bad. But the official list of sim symptoms show that it's substantially more mild than previous strains. So maybe we're on the outs. Maybe it's finally winding down. But I'll tell you, my friends, the Democrat voter, they don't they don't know or care about AOC. They didn't even know that Joe Biden said true and anana shabba to pressure. OK, in the context here is Lauren Boebert tweeted it, making fun of Biden. And the Democrat voter base was like, wow, she's so dumb. What does that word even mean? And it's like, I don't know. Joe Biden said it. But these people don't read the news. They don't watch the news. They don't know AOC is doing this stuff. Please share this with them. Now, the cognitive dissonance, the sunk cost fallacy and mass formation psychosis may prevent them from gra grasping what is truly before their eyes, the hypocrisy of Democratic politicians. But we can try, I guess. I don't know, man. I think we're well beyond the recruiting phase. I think the people who choose to believe the lies will continue to choose to believe the lies. I don't know what you can say to them to wake them up. You know, uh, the other day, I found myself the number one post on Reddit. Boy, was I surprised to see when I opened up my Reddit app. The first thing on all of all posts was a tweet from me and Hassan in a non sequitur response. And I, I thoroughly enjoy it. But there were people responding in the comments saying, you know, Tim Pool is uh, he, he keeps defending Republicans. And I'm like, I have literally been saying the Republicans are trash for like a year and a half now. I've defended the Republicans for sure. Many of them. I defend some of them. But it's like these people don't watch my show. They get their news from memes and they make statements about my political views that aren't actually my political views because it's all tribal cultism. And I believe it's the rule for the Democrats and the exception for the right. The right is a disparate group of different factions, many of whom don't even like each other. But the left is not entirely a monolith. There are different factions of the left. But boy, is the left mostly a monolith. They basically just march in lockstep with massive private corporations mandating things, you know, uh, getting government mandates on private products, uh, allowing private companies to control the common, commons, be it public space or big social platforms. It's just marching in lock, lockstep with overtly authoritarian whatever. They don't know my own policies. They, they, they don't watch my show. So how do you break through to these people? I don't, I don't know. I think they revel in it. And the funny thing about the post that was on Reddit was me saying that the Holocaust Museum requiring your papers is the, is the uh, best way to explain to some of the definition of irony. That's called situational irony. It's basically like when something intended to do something does something different with, to amusing consequences or does the inverse. So like the example I like to give is a fire truck on fire. The thing that's supposed to put the fire out is now on fire or an ambulance that crashes into another ambulance. And now the paramedics are both injured calling for an ambulance or the Holocaust Museum saying in order to explain to you what papers please means, we need your papers, please. And they don't understand that because they're in a cult. They want to be in a cult. They don't want to break free from a cult. The cult feels good. And AOC is a cult leader. And Donald Trump in many ways is as well. Yeah, Donald Trump is a nasty guy. Donald Trump represents the worst of American culture. Absolutely. He's got a nasty mouth. But as much as people agree with that statement, they liked his policies. That's the funny thing. They'll say, why are people defending Trump? He's such a bad guy. It's like, well, don't look at me. I think Trump in many ways is a bad guy. I also think he's generous to those who work for him. And I think if you go up against him, he'll be a really nasty guy. 
And he says nasty things. And I think he represents the worst of American culture. But when it came to policy, he had a lot of similar uh, similarities with Bernie Sanders. There's nuance here. But if you're in the cult, if you're following someone like AOC, you don't see the nuance. She lied about what happened on January 6th. I definitively approved that with the timeline breakdown where she claimed someone knocked on her door. And I'll give you the gist of it. So a cop knocks on her door and says, we got to go. And she goes, oh, no, it's, you know, did they find me? She thought she was going to die. She was conflating two different moments, claiming that when the insurrection, as they call it, happened and people stormed the Capitol, she was worried they finally made it to her door. But at the time when the police officer knocked on her door, no one had even gotten to the front of the Capitol building. She conflated the story. She mixed up the timelines for a narrative. But if you don't read outside the bubble and you're in the cult or you want to be in the cult, you'll believe she was being honest. But that's what she is. She is the worst of the worst. She really is the worst. You get the point. I don't care to talk about just AOC as an individual. The greater idea here is that among the Democratic establishment, they all do this. They say one thing and do another. I don't like the Republicans. Mitch McConnell, I think, is absolutely awful. I don't care for 90% of their platform, their policies and their platform. Maybe something will change if people vote in the primaries and get rid of them. Maybe that's true for Democrats as well, but they love AOC. So I care not for the cult. I don't have anything to do with it. And I don't care what cult members call me. They may as well be a different country at this point, And that's where things start getting real scary. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out. And I'll see you all then. Dr. Robert Malone is credited as being the inventor of mRNA technology by some and criticized as a liar by others. Some say that he contributed only a small part to the mRNA vaccine technology, while others say he literally discovered the process. In an article from The Atlantic seeking to actually criticize the man, it does seem that even they acknowledge dude literally discovered the application of RNA and DNA vaccines, or he, he discovered this process by which we could do this, and thus is the godfather of mRNA technology. They're going to say that these specific vaccines that they have now, well, it's been, it's been several decades of technological advancement, almost 40 years. So sure, but it seems to be a semantic argument. Dude discovered the process. Well, Dr. Robert Malone has been banned from Twitter for COVID misinformation, I believe. But so has Marjorie Taylor Greene. And the banning of these individuals, along with the episode of the Joe Rogan experience, has resulted in a major move to a new Twitter alternative called Get Her. Now, I'm on Getter. I signed up and many others did as well. And Joe Rogan himself tweeted out that just in case, you know, what's going on, he's going to be signing up for Getter as well. I don't know if Getter is the answer to any of our censorship problems. Apparently, they have rules, same as anybody else. They've banned people and banned phrases, at least it's been reported. But I will say what's absolutely hilarious is the desperate attempt to strike down a platform that is being used by people when there is a major move to it. We all know what happened with Parler. Parler was lied about. For those that aren't familiar, Parler was a Twitter alternative. It was widely popular among the right. And then it got banned from every store, like the App Store and Google Play. They claimed, uh, the media started claiming that the insurrectionists were using it to organize, all of which was not true. It was just not true. Facebook was the principal place where people were organizing rallies and actions on January, uh, for January 6th. But Facebook was never held to account. 
There's also been other things. I don't want to I don't want to dig up too much uh, um, past strife for some other companies, but there have been companies that have been banned because there's pornography or something like that on the platform when Twitter literally has it all over their platform as well. You can see the game is rigged. Here's what's funny. Parler ends up getting nuked. People stop using it. Gab ended up getting nuked. People stop using it. Now there's an attempt by people to get on Getter. It's G-E-T-T-R. Joe Rogan being one of the most prominent people to sign up. And because of this, many people are starting to sign up. This is going to create parallel ecosystems in terms of political discourse. It's a very dangerous thing. But I'll tell you, if Twitter is just the left activist space, and it is, then why wouldn't there be a right activist space? You cannot bifurcate the, the people in this country and then not expect that, pe- that these people to talk to each other. This is ultimately bad, in my opinion. But if Twitter's the one who's instigating it and making it happen, well then, so be it. It's a natural consequence. I think it's only a matter of time before they start doing the same smear tactics against Getter to try to get taken down. We're already seeing people say, you know, Chinese Communist Party and stuff like that. You know, I don't know anything about like that. Apparently, there is funding from a Chinese billionaire, Guo Wei or whatever the guy's name is. I don't know a whole lot about it. And I don't know why that uh, should play a role in whether or not people are able to communicate with each other. Certainly, there are interests like Russia, China or other countries may want to help the, the tribalism in this country expand or escalate because it's going to ultimately re- result in the downfall of the U.S., but what do you expect? What do you expect when Twitter says you must adhere to a far leftist view on gender, something that 90 percent of this country doesn't agree with? Well, they're going to be like, yo, you guys want to be fringe leftist activists. You're free to do so. We'll be over there. But of course, Silicon Valley venture capital, they have interests in protecting their assets. So they collude all the time. We saw it with um well, we've seen it before. I'll just put it there because I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to de- derail too much. I want to read to you about what's going on with Joe Rogan and this new Twitter alternative, which is like the 18th. To be completely honest, we'll see if this one sticks. The Post Millennial reports Joe Rogan joins Getter as Twitter censorship intensifies. Just in case Ish over at Twitter gets dumber, I'm here now as well. Rejoice, Rogan wrote on his Getter account. More recently, Twitter banned Marjorie Taylor Greene, a sitting member of Congress, for COVID misinformation, they say. One of Rogan's most recent interviews in his podcast was with Dr. Robert Malone, who was recently banned uh, for his stance on the COVID-19 vaccine. Quote, they removed you for not going along with whatever the tech narrative is, because tech clearly has a censorship agenda when it comes to COVID in terms of treatment, in terms of the whether or not you're promoting what they would like to call vaccine hesitancy. They can ban you for that. They can ban you for, in their eyes, what they think is a justifiable offense. Quote, I try really hard to get, that was Rogan to Malone. I try really hard to give people the information and help them to think, not to tell them what to think, okay? But the point is, if I'm not, if it's not okay for me to be part of the conversation, even though I'm pointing out scientific facts that may be inconvenient, then who, who is, who can be allowed, Malone said later in the conversation. Getter launched earlier this year as a competitor to Twitter. Jason Miller, a former senior advisor to the Trump administration and CEO of Getter, said in July that the platform will remain open to opinions from any end of the political spectrum. I do not believe that is true at all. I certainly think what he means to say is if you're uh, if, if you're if you're a conservative or if you're on the left, they'll allow you to be there. What they want is that political debate, the debate among the left and the mainstream, you know, the, 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 the accept the political, the politically acceptable right. That's what they want. 
and they want to control the ground rules. Twitter has that. Twitter has the establishment mainstream left, right-wing individuals, but they set the rules so they will ban you and force the conversation in certain directions. YouTube does something similar. Getter, I believe, wants to do the same thing, but towards the right because, well, they intend on winning. However, my understanding is that Getter has banned many people and for violating their rules and holding views and opinions that they don't like. I don't know the full details. Some of the news that's been reported about it seems to be not true on the bannings, but it does seem that several people have been banned. Now, I have this, uh, we have this here from uh, Postmonial, uh, another story. And I just want to highlight this very briefly as we start talking about who Robert Malone is and why it's important to have alternatives to his platforms, be it Rumble or otherwise. YouTube removes viral Joe Rogan interview with Dr. Robert Malone. They say YouTube has removed the now viral episode of the Joe Rogan experience featuring Robert Malone from its video sharing platform. And they go on to just basically highlight the show. That's that's effectively the news here. They did. This wasn't uploaded by Joe Rogan. That's my understanding. It was uploaded, I believe, by Robert Malone or someone else. And I believe people keep re-uploading it. The fascinating thing is Dr. Robert Malone is one of the preeminent experts on vaccine technology, mRNA technology. And you may not like his opinions, and you may not like his view on things, but when you have a a PhD talking about vaccines, someone who played a role in the discovery of it, I played a role because I'm trying not to start a semantic argument. He can't even talk about it. They call that misinformation. My question is, why is it some, you know, hipster in Silicon Valley who claims to be an expert over Dr. Malone? At what point can we sue Twitter's, you know, edit, for editorial decisions saying you're, you're giving false medical advice? I don't know if you ever really could, but I do find it fascinating that Twitter, who has no medical expertise at all, is banning people under that premise. Oh, we don't want to spread, uh, you know, misinformation, medical misinformation. YouTube's very much the same way. So I want to I show you this from The Atlantic. The vaccine scientist spreading vaccine misinformation. Robert Malone claims to have invented mRNA technology. Why is he trying so hard to undermine its use? From August 12th, they go on a, well, they're very disparaging for the most part. They say, let's be, let's be clear. You know, <laughs> let me, let me read this actually. They say, Robert Malone, a medical doctor and an infectious disease researcher recently suggested the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines might actually make COVID-19 infections worse. I thought Fauci, you got to understand the nuance here. What they're they're saying, there was a New York Times article that came out recently that said too many vaccines could uh, being administered could could cause problems. Uh, With this, I think there was a concern about mutation. I don't know the full details. And if they're not giving us the full context of what Malone Malone said, I have no idea. I can say, as I often do, go talk to a trusted medical medical professional about what makes sense for you. Don't come to me for that stuff. I know people like to make memes about doctors not knowing any ingredients. I literally have a doctor that we've we've been working with who's fantastic, who can tell us everything about this and knows way more than we do. Good doctors exist, man. Don't just think because you have a bad doctor, that's all doctors. They're going to say he chuckled as he imagined Anthony Fauci announcing that the vaccine campaign was a mistake. Oh, darn, I was wrong. It would need to be abandoned. When he floated that nightmare scenario during a uh, recent podcast with Steve Bannon, both men seemed almost delighted at the prospect of public health officials and pharmaceutical companies getting their comeuppance. This is a catastrophe, Bannon declared. Beaming at his guest, you're hearing it from an individual who invented the mRNA vaccine and has dedicated his life to vaccines. He's the opposite of an anti-vaxxer. Before going any further, let's be clear that the back and forth between Bannon and Malone was premised on misinformation. 
The vaccines have been repeatedly shown to help prevent uh, symptomatic coronavirus infections and reduce their severity. I'm going to pause here. I'm pretty sure Dr. Malone says that. I'm not. I, I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast. He makes interesting points about why he got vaccinated. I believe he even got boosted and how he thinks that it actually can help uh, um, uh, slow down, prevent uh, Omicron. But he's still critical of the policy and he thinks people aren't getting the full picture. I don't want to speak on his behalf, but I think, you know, listening to the episode of Joe Rogan was fascinating because it was not a far right anti-vaxxer episode where they just rag on it all day like the Atlantic would make you see, think. There was actually several points where Joe was like, what about this? What about this? And he's like, actually, that's good. That's good. Malone seems to be just kind of being a regular dude and being honest about his views on things. Maybe he's wrong. I don't know. Now, they go on to mention that... Um, he, the vaccines have been repeatedly shown to prevent symptomatic coronavirus infections. Malone was riffing on a botched sentence in a USA Today article, one that was later deleted, but not before being screenshotted and widely shared. I don't believe that's true. I believe that's a reductive argument and doesn't actually get to what Malone was saying. Just be, so if someone says, I believe X, and it just so happens that USA Today put out an article that said X, Atlantic seems to be assuming Malone's knowledge comes from that article. I don't believe that's a fair assessment. They need to actually quote Malone as him. Like Malone literally cited this article. He was riffing on a botched sentence in the USA Today article. I don't know if that's the case. They go on to say it was later deleted. But here's where it's interesting. They say in an alternate universe, Robert Malone's star is ascendant. He started popping up on podcasts and cable news show a few months ago, presented as a scientific, uh, scientific expert arguing that the approval process for the vaccines had been unwisely rushed. He told Tucker Carlson, blah, blah, blah. He gained many followers. Wherever he appears, Malone is billed as the inventor of mRNA vaccines. It's in his Twitter bio. Quote, I literally invented mRNA technology when I was 28, says Malone, who is now 61. If that's true, or more to the point, if Malone believes it to be true, then you might expect him to be championing a very different message. No, you wouldn't. The guy who invented dynamite, uh, Alfred Nobel, later went on to create the Nobel Prize because they called him the merchant of death. You'd think he'd be going around being like, my invention, which was supposed to help people mine safely, is a a weapon of of chaos and destruction. And I'm going to. No, he came out and said, maybe maybe there's problems with this and and I need to counter that narrative and 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 do something else. Uh, But, you know, to be fair, maybe he really did still say, but buy my product. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. And they're going blah, blah, blah. Let's talk about whether or not Malone really invented this and why the censorship on Twitter is so horrifying. 
They say whether he really came up with mRNA vaccines is a question probably best left to Swedish prize committees. Uh, no, it isn't. It's just literally what's the first time? What, what is the first paper published discussing the use of mRNA technology? I would consider that to be the invention. No, they go on to say um, he's got a horse farm, blah, blah, blah. He directed me towards a 6,000 word essay written by his wife, a story about an academic and commercial avarice and how people try to take his, his, his take credit from him. Sure. The abridged version is that when Malone was a graduate student in biology in the late 1980s at the Salk Institute of Biological Studies, he injected genetic material, DNA and RNA into the cells of mice in hopes of creating a new kind of vaccine. He was the first the first author in a 1989 paper demonstrating how RNA could be delivered into cells using lipids, which are basically tiny globules of fat, and a co-author in a 1990 science paper showing that if you inject pure RNA or DNA into, a mou- into mouse muscle cells, it can lead to the transcription of new proteins. If the same approach worked for human cells, the latter paper said and in its conclusion, this technology may provide alternative approaches to vaccine development. These two studies do indeed represent seminal work in the field of gene transfer, according to Rain Verbeck, a postdoctoral fellow at Ghent University in Belgium, and the lead author of a 2019 history of mRNA vaccine development. Indeed, Malone studies are the first two references in Verbeek's paper out of, a, out of 224 in total. Verbeek told me he believes that Malone and his co-authors sparked for the first time the hope that mRNA could have potential as a new drug class. Though he also notes that the achievement of the mRNA vaccines of today is the accomplishment of a lot of collaborative efforts. That's right. And someone once noticed that if you run an electrical current through a filament, it starts to glow. And then through a collaborative process at a company with many people involved, hey, they made a light bulb. How about that? Invention is an interesting thing. They say Thomas Edison invented the light bulb, but actually had a company. He had a lot of engineers working on the stuff. There's actually credit going to another man, a black man, no less. And this was, t- and the reason I bring that up is it was touted by Black Lives Matter that this guy invented a filament that made it cheap and effective. So is he getting credit for inventing the light bulb? Well, the left has actually tried to argue he's the true inventor. How about this? Invention typically is a collaborative effort. But the first instance in, with, in which this was found to be effective was Dr. Malone. Now, Dr. Malone's been banned from Twitter. If he is not allowed as a scientist, someone who is currently still involved, if he is not allowed to opine on these things, what the is going on? How are we having any real conversations at all? We're not. Mass formation psychosis. That's the phrase. That's the phrase he used. In the episode, Malone says that's what we're experiencing. And he gives some explanation for it that I think is, is fairly inadequate, but I agree with the general assessment that people feel the, you know, the, the world doesn't make sense. They're trying to make sense of things. Eventually, they latch onto something. Someone offers up an answer, and they latch onto it. They take it. I believe we're also dealing with, in this day and age, sunk cost fallacy. How many people? Uh, are you familiar with the sunk cost fallacy? It's like, uh, it, it's, it's kind of like you're, 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 you're gambling, right? And you put you, you bet five bucks on you play. You lose a hand of blackjack. So you bet five bucks again and you lose a hand of blackjack. And then you're like, I can't stop now. I'm down. Right. I need to actually bet more or keep betting so I can come back up, even though you're losing. The gambler's fallacy is something different. The gambler's fallacy is like, well, I lost two hands. I must be due. 
like as if the probability of something changes based on the probability of independent events prior that it doesn't. And to be fair and hand a blackjack, there is counting cards and there is a finite number of certain cards. So, okay, fine. Maybe you are due, but it's like rolling die. It's like people look at the roulette wheel and they're like, look at all these numbers that are red. It must come up black next time. It's not true. They're all independent events. Sunk cost fallacy, I think we are dealing with at a national level, which is playing a major role in mass formation psychosis. Some people are in a cult. That's the mass formation psychosis. They've lost their minds. They refuse to look at information and data, and they're just going to follow trends and narrative because, well, they're in a cult. They don't want to believe otherwise. They're scared. Breaking their worldview is terrifying. But I believe many of the people involved are experiencing the sunk cost fallacy in that for two years, there are people who have advocated for lockdowns, for masks, for vaccine mandates. But where are we today? Record-breaking cases. More deaths this year than last year. Joe Biden, oh, I love that meme. He said, every single one, he actually said this. Okay, I'm paraphrasing, but he gave a speech where he said, Donald Trump is responsible for everyone who died. And even mainstream news organizations said that's not true at all. But Joe Biden said it. And he was like, we're going to get a handle on this virus. and It's Trump's fault. Then he came out only the past couple of weeks and said, there's no federal solution to the pandemic. Interesting. So last year when he's running for office, you know, we, we, we see how it goes. The sunk cost fallacy. How many people do you think have been mask Karens going around screaming in people's faces, wear your mask. And now we're still experiencing record cases. It feels like it feels bad, right, to have dedicated yourself to something and we're still experiencing very serious problems. So they say we have to just double down. Now, look, I'll be the first to to complain about several things. One, masks work. They ju- it's, it's, it's kind of crazy to me that it's now the right arguing they don't. There is, a, there is a, an image going around because you have these masks that say, warning, these things will not prevent you from getting COVID-19. Just because these cloth masks don't prevent 100% of the transmission of COVID doesn't mean they don't work in some way. There's something like 75 studies. I've done a cursory glance looking through them, and I was like, okay, fine. It makes sense. If you're wearing a mask, you're less likely to spit on someone. Aerosolized virus, that's an entirely different point. But most of these studies and statements say that COVID travels through droplets. That's why we make the the joke about Fauci, the droplets as well as the aerosols. So I will just say, if you're wearing a mask, probably not going to spit on somebody. However, I think the mask mandates are absolutely insane. Look, initially, I didn't care that much. Whatever, man, if I got to go into a store, I don't mind wearing a mask for a few seconds. If as, as time went on, and everything seemed to be getting worse. I just said, okay, you know what? At this point, I'll go somewhere where I don't need to wear a mask. But if I absolutely have to, I will. I'm not going to cry about it. But I'm, uh, my, my opinion's absolutely changed at this point because of statements by Fauci and by CNN themselves where they said masks weren't going to stop Omicron. And I'm like, okay, but I'll tell you this. I'm not a medical expert. I'm not a scientist. I, I can't tell you. People are going to choose to trust what they trust. But I think Early on in the pandemic, it was the right wearing masks and the left was saying not to. It was the craziest, craziest thing to see it switch. If you wear a mask, it'll stop you from spitting on people. There you go. It's probably not going to stop you from catching it, but it'll stop you from spitting on people, which can reduce uh, uh, transmission. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on the rest of it. But what I can say is this, a story. This past weekend, I went to go get sushi with uh, my girlfriend. And when we walked in, 
There were about 20 or so people not wearing masks sitting at their table. Some weren't eating. Some must have been waiting and reading the menus. And the man holding the menu said, do you have masks? And I said, oh, no. And he's like, you need to wear a mask. And then I was like, no one's wearing any masks. And he was like, no, but you have to wear a mask. And I was like, why? Like, no one here, literally no, no one here is wearing masks. And they said, if you, if you are standing up to walk around, you have to wear a mask. And I said, okay, then can I just sit down and then I don't have to wear one? That is a small restaurant. This is not a large diner. It was a small restaurant of only a couple hundred square feet. No joke. It was very small. The table was about 10 feet from me. I am not exaggerating. It was a very small place. And they said, yes, you can sit down. You can take your mask off. And then I said, then we'll do that. And then they ha- the guy hands me two masks and says, but if you get up, you have to put them on. I said, okay. As he's grabbing the menus, the, the people working the counter say, put on your mask. And then I was like, we're just going to go sit down. They're like, no, you have to put your mask on. And I was looking at my table only a few feet from me. And I said, are you serious? And they all, the employees went, yes. And I said, I'm out of here. Like you've lost the plot. You've got 20 people not wearing masks. They're talking, bah, 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 spitting, aerosolized, whatever. And they have no problem with that. But me standing up, not talking, has to wear the mask. Why do I need something to cover my mouth when my mouth is not being opened? This makes no sense. Now, I, I get it. There's, there's like a record store nearby and there's a market and they're like, while you're walking around in here. Okay, well, don't cough on people, right? Here's the issue. When people at these restaurants are, are, are walking around, they're not talking or eating. Nothing is, they're, they're breathing through their noses. So, okay, I guess wear a nose clip or something, you know, like a nose mask all the time. If that's the case, then they could be wearing that while they're sitting down. The, in reality, the, the, the level of insanity in this policy is, is apparent to anybody who is not just blindly marching in lockstep. Let's talk about masks. If you're at a restaurant, what makes more sense is that while you are seated, you do wear the mask because that's when you're opening your mouth and it's when you're talking. When you're getting up to walk around, that's actually when it makes sense to not wear the mask because now you're no longer talking. You're actually on your way out or to the bathroom. So why do they invert it? That to me seems to be insane. Let's talk about vaccine mandates. If you are vaccinated, you are less likely to get certain strains of, uh, of COVID, according to several reports. I can't speak as for Omicron. It's too new. And also, I just can't stand it. I'm not a scientist, a data analyst, or anything like that. I do know we're seeing record cases of Omicron. So take that into consideration. But they say either get vaccinated or get tested. Okay, but people who are vaccinated can still get sick. I, assuming the argument is correct that uh, this, this, the, the, the official statement is that you are less likely to get it. True and fair? Okay. But you are still, if you do get it, then you are equally likely to transmit, in which case everyone should be required to be tested regardless of vaccination status. So these policies seem to make no sense, and people are just marching in lockstep. Twitter has adopted the cult narrative because we're dealing with mass formation psychosis, or it's intentional. And there are many people who probably could realize the absurdity of all this, but they're dealing with a sunk cost fallacy. Me, I got no problem with being like, hey, if it don't work, it don't work. In the end, I bring you this information about Malone, about Rogan, because there's another major move to a new platform. Maybe it'll work, maybe it won't, but we'll see. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.
Patton Oswalt made a serious mistake, and it wasn't taking a picture with Dave Chappelle. That's part of the mistake. No, his mistake is trying to be a mainstream establishment lefty while also trying to be a comedian. It doesn't work. Comedy does not fly with the establishment left. No, they believe in safe spaces. And if you watched the South Park special, it's funny. The character Jimmy is constantly making jokes where they're not really jokes at all. He's like, one of his jokes is, he's like, a gay person walks into a bar and everyone said, hello, you're a nice guy. And that's his joke. Like things like that, because that's where comedy is headed. Well, the story now is that Patton Oswalt is apologizing and saying he will do better because he took a photo with Dave Chappelle. You know what? I'm actually fairly optimistic on this one. I am, because I was thinking about this and I'm like, is this another one of these stories where everything's just getting worse? No, no, this is actually a story of things getting better. Dave Chappelle ragged on Candace Owens. Dave Chappelle very much was like, I don't know or care about, you know, that space or whatever. Now, the left has turned on him. They've turned on him, you know, a, a while ago, but the attacks weren't sticking. Now they're starting to stick. They want to bring down Dave Chappelle. And it's making Dave basically be like, you know what? Don't know. Don't care. And this means a very important thing. Patton Oswalt knows Dave Chappelle is popular. He knows Dave Chappelle is the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Maybe not all time, but Dave Chappelle right now is, in my opinion, the best comedian on the planet, probably the most notable. And Patton Oswalt wants to stand next to him. But he can't because the people on Twitter are being mean to him. So he has to apologize to them. And that makes me feel good. You know why? Because even people who are pretending to be upset and apologize recognize that Dave Chappelle is not an embattled comedian, as the the New York Post says, but he is, in fact, one of the best comedians of all time. It says to me that with Getter and these other social media platforms, Minds, Gab, whatever you're using, there is going to be a parallel social space. It will exist. You know, Joe Rogan had on Dr. Malone. I covered this in the previous segment. Dr. Robert Malone, he was a discoverer, inventor of the basically mRNA technology, although all inventions are collaborative efforts. I'll say that. He got banned from Twitter. And so he joins Getter. And then Joe Rogan, if you saw the segment, leads the charge, essentially, maybe not intentionally, saying, yo, I'm going to go sign up for Getter. And now you've got people moving once again to a different platform than Twitter. Well, when, when this happened with Parler, and Parler was the fastest growing app on the internet, Silicon Valley colluded to destroy them. You can't stop it. It can't be stopped. This is, this, this is fantastic to me. This is absolutely, you know what I think we're going to see? People want to hear Dave Chappelle. People want to hear Joe Rogan. No matter how, how much you try to ban them, people want this content you can't stop it. It won't work. And so what I see is, does anybody really want to watch like the left's version of Pure Flicks, where you watch like, like the movie The Craft? You see the remake of this? I've ragged on it before, where it's basically just like a woke PSA with no plot. There's another movie, I think it's called like The Spiral, and it's about wasp, oh, a wasp family, you know, white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, basically, that lure, they lure in minority families or whatever to sacrifice to live forever. Ooh, does anybody really want to watch that stuff? The answer is no. And uh, I got proof. I got hard proof. Now, of course, I want to read the story about Dave Chappelle, but I also want to get into this. Univision's ill-fated cable net uh, cable channel 
has ceased operations. Wow. December 31st, 2021, the woke cable channel, gone. And the Forbes article likes to explain, you know, they, they, they try to break down what happened. But I'll tell you this. It's very simple. Get woke, go broke. I worked at Fusion. I told them, you know, here's how, here's how you want to play it. Here's the strategy. And they said, but they wanted to be woke. My response was, you don't have to be woke. You don't have to be unwoke. You don't have to be any of this. You can just be normal. Like, I want to be my normalist. Talk about general stuff. So you can include woke stuff. You can include anti-woke stuff. Funny thing, for Fusion, one of their best, most like widely viewed videos was an anti-woke video about comedy, which brings it all full circle, doesn't it? When I worked for Fusion, they produced this clip where a comedian tries telling jokes, but no matter what he says, everyone gets offended. It did very well, hit the front page of Reddit, and I said, you see this? People want to laugh. People like comedy. And then the people at Fusion employees got mad. The inner wokeness. They said, that's offensive to our audience. And I said, no, it isn't. You get more views on that than any of the woke garbage you put out. And they said, no, 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 no. So you know what? Get woke, go broke. Not always, uh, not an absolute, but often. Here's a story from the New York Post. Patton Oswalt defended his decision to perform with embattled comedian Dave Chappelle on New Year's Eve. The comedian shared in a post on Instagram that he was conducting his last show of 2021 at a venue in Seattle when he got a text from a fellow stand-up and friend, Chappelle. Apparently, they were performing next door to each other, so Chappelle invited him to come do a drop-in set. Why not? I waved goodbye to this hell year with a genius I started comedy with 34 years ago. He works in arena like he's talking to one person and charming their skin off. Anyway, I ended the year with a real friend and a deep laugh. Can't ask for much more. Oswalt's fans were conflicted over his kind words towards Chappelle, given that he faces backlash over comments he made in a recent comedy special, The Closer. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Shut up. Shut your mouths. Dave Chappelle has no backlash. Ten people on Twitter does not a backlash make. No, Dave Chappelle is signing multi-million dollar deals with Netflix because he is the greatest of all time. And that means when Dave Chappelle comes out and criticizes the right, good. When he comes out and he criticizes the left, good. Dave Chappelle is a comedian. Joe Rogan's a comedian all the same. And they should make fun of everybody. So there's no backlash. That's not reality. The reality is Netflix knows he has mainstream appeal. Tell me, how many how many networks are clamoring to get that right-wing TV show on the air? How many networks are begging conservatives to please host your comedy show on our network? Yeah, maybe right-wing networks, maybe OAN, maybe Fox News, but not ABC, not CBS, not NBC, not Netflix. But Netflix said to Dave Chappelle, we want to buy more and more specials from you. Why? They have the data. They know who is watching this stuff. And they know regular people like Dave Chappelle. I shouldn't have to tell you, you like Dave Chappelle too. I'll say this though, Dave's last Netflix special, it's getting to him. They are eroding at him. He is being eroded. Eroded. Dave Chappelle's last special was good. But man, it really does feel like a lot of it was him trying to counter the trolls. Don't address trolls. Ignore the drama when it has nothing to do with you. They want to pull you into things that don't matter. I'll tell you what matters. What matters is the future of this country. What matters is the future of this world. 
What matters is the future of us as humans. Will liberty prevail? Will our ability to be critically thinking adults prevail? Or will we get dragged down into the weeds because some people on Twitter are demanding Dave Chappelle apologize? For what? Telling jokes? No, sorry, Dave should not be apologizing to anybody. And Patton Oswalt is the perfect example of the problem. Take a look at this tweet. I mean, I'm sorry, this Instagram post. Actually, let me, let me show you his Instagram. You got this one where he's standing there with Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, smile on his face. Dave is, I'm such a big fan of Dave Chappelle. Always been my whole life. Even when Dave Chappelle makes fun of issues in America relating to like systemic racism. Isn't that funny? Dave can come out and he can say something about, you know, y'all white people. Where are the conservatives crying? Where are the conservatives being like, how dare you talk about white people? Sorry, what was that? They're laughing with Dave Chappelle? They enjoy it? Okay. This is why I think one of the reasons Ben Shapiro does so well is that he rolls with the punches. He's witty. He's smart. He has a big show. And when people make fun of him, he goes, yeah, you know, well, what are you going to do about it? Mature, centered, confident. That's what people, that's what people want to see. We don't want to see you whining and complaining uh, as much as much of my content is effectively whinging as it is. But I mean like about your personal wallows and things like that. Look, I know that when I do shows like with Ari the Rugged Man, and I'm like, you know, my my heritage and my generation, my, my mixed race generation stuff, second generation stuff. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of people who are like, I don't care, man. I don't. And I agree. I do. The problem is I don't want to have to care about that stuff. And if someone and there needs to be a point proven, it's often when I'm speaking to people in the left. How are you going to sit there and contradict everything you claim to believe in? But I but I will add. I think the recruitment phase of whatever is going on is well over. No, the lines are drawn in the sand. It's all tribal now. Either you're with the cult or you're against the cult. And to the cultists, they're like, everyone else is in the cult. It's like, oh, okay, everyone else is, even though you're the only unified political faction. Sure. So in this photo, we had Dave smiling. And we got Patton Oswalt smiling. Dave smoking a cigarette. And he says, finished me set at McCall and got a text from Dave Chappelle. Came over, blah, blah, blah. Then he posts this. Oh, yeah. Is it, is it not going to? There we go. Pensive Oswald. He's, he's writing down on notebook paper before a mirror in his dressing room, makeup room, whatever you want to call it. And his Instagram post says, I saw a friend I hadn't seen in a long time this New Year's Eve. We've known each other since we were teens. He's a fellow comedian, the phoniest I've ever met. I wanted to post a pic and an Instagram story about it, so I did. The friend is Dave Chappelle. 34 years we've been friends, and he's focused, and blah, blah, blah. He goes on to say, I support the LGB community. I'm an ally. The depth, I did not consider the, the hurt this was caused or the depth of that hurt. I've been messaging a lot on Instagram today, and the back and forth has really helped guide me in writing, uh, writing of this. I naively deleted a lot of posts in the comment thread, critical ones from LGBTQ writers and ish posts by TERFs and anti-trans orcs looking for clicks and giggles. I wanted a nice comment thread. About the pick with my friend. Ugh. So easy to think someone else needs growth and miss the need in yourself. Gonna keep trying. Concern trolling. You need to address this issue, man, because you are offending the trans community. Shut up. No, you don't. Do comedy. Be funny. If you're in the news, talk politics and focus on issues that are affecting people's lives. Don't. This is what happens when you fall for this stuff. Patton Oswald falls for it. He is a weak, weak man. Dave Chappelle, you know what? 
I think he actually started getting roped in by it too. And, I, and I'm like, Dave, you got to be stronger than that. You got to be stronger than to get pulled into stupid drama. Talk about bigger issues. I don't care about interpersonal trash. I don't care about Dave Chappelle and a minority of individuals who are upset that he made jokes that did not hurt them in any way. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. That's what they do. That's cancel culture. That's the problem with the internet. And you know what? On the left, it's the rule. On the right, it's the exception. What I mean by that? It happens on the right. The right has their concern trolls, but it's rare. It rarely happens. On the left, it's endless because people like Patton Oswalt don't care about, their, about principle. So I tell you this, wallow in it. Okay, Patton Oswalt? Never tell an offensive joke again. Never cross the line again. Good luck trying to figure out where that line is. Good luck. You won't find it. You give in to the concern trolls and you will never work again. Unless you think comedy is saying like, I went to a, a, a Jewish bakery the other day. They had bagels. Really good. Really good. Really impressed with it. So I went to a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. You ever been to a Mexican restaurant? Burritos sour cream, guacamole, man, they really do make excellent cuisine. That's the comedy you're headed for. That's the joke South Park made. And even South Park has started pulling its punches. Let me tell you about the real world, my friends. Get woke, go broke. Univision's ill-fated cable net Fusion ceases operations. Univision has pulled the plug on Fusion TV. The cable network had initially conceptualized an English language news and lifestyle channel targeting millennial Latinos. But it ended up being a mishmash with no true identity that evolved into a convoluted money-losing mess. I love this article. It, it, it gets so close to explaining all of the problems they mentioned when they launched in October 2013. I joined one year later. That's right. I worked for this company. And they, met, they say this, execs kept launching and pulling shows and talent. It was like they were throwing a bunch of spaghetti at a wall to see what would stick only to find nothing worked. There were a lot of questionable decisions about programming and management. Since its launch, Fusion canceled many of its original TV shows, blah, blah, blah. Here's what they don't say, though. They don't say this. Fusion failed because Fusion got woke. That's it. Look up the video after you finish watching this called Open Mic Massacre from uh, Fusion Comedy. And you can see it did really well. Fusion failed. Because they got woke and they went broke. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what happened. Because many of you have heard this story, but I'll, but I'll lay it out right here in reference to, you know, to bring it full circle with Pat Oswalt and Dave Chappelle. I was recruited. I get a phone call and they say, how would you like to work for this new company? I said, meh, I was working at Vice at the time. And they said, and, you know, say, look, this company, they really wanted, they really want what you got. They want the, the, the documentaries you're making, the edgy on the ground. They want you. They want to get that before Vice gets it. Because I was at Vice, uh, I was at Vice for about a year, and they were like, "It hasn't popped yet. It's going to be big. It's you know this field reporting on the ground conflict and crisis and live streaming." They said, "We really like that uh, edginess that Vice has, but we want to be a little nicer. We want to be nice Vice." They said. So I took the meeting, flew down to Miami, and uh, talked to these guys, and they said, "We're going to let you do your thing. 
You're going to do exactly what you want to do. We're going to give you a budget. We're going to fund. You're going to produce everything you've been doing. But now with major support, I said, done. Let's do it. Within a few months, they, they fired their editor-in-chief, who was an establishment journalist, brought on a new establishment journalist, I suppose someone who wanted to play ball, who's, uh, 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 who had posted, I'll just put, keep it simple, down with whiteness. And I said to the president and I said to the execs, I do not believe millennials are going to be persuaded by down with whiteness as an editorial guideline. They don't know what this means and they don't care. But I'll tell you what I was told. I was told it's not so much about millennials. It's about looking at the trend in a younger generation and then starting now. And by the time they're older and the dominant faction in terms of wealth generation, they're, you know, we're selling ads to them. We're making money. We want them. We want the key demo. And I said, listen, most people don't know what this is. Don't care what this is. I'm on the ground. I'm going to these cities. I was following all of these Trump rallies. I have talked to people on the left and the right, and I'm telling you, this is insane garbled nonsense. They didn't want to listen. When they produced Open Mic Massacre, I was talking to them, and you know, uh, I was we were looking through the library of content, and there are some other people involved, but I want to keep things a little bit private in terms of you know who else is involved. I don't want to get people dragged. And I said, we can identify what will work right now in terms of what millennials care about. And Open Mic Massacre, it did work. Why? Because millennials like Dave Chappelle. Because regular people are not woke. Wokeness may be 8 to 12% of the country. And I mean it. There are many liberals. Kyle Kalinske, for instance, leftist progressive tweets, we don't want the ultra woke stuff. They don't. But that's what you get. They rebranded themselves. They tried, they tried, they tried. Fusion pivoted into hardcore wokeness and torched their entire brand. Now, Vice sort of did that, but Vice, Vice has, wasn't as overt in trying desperately to appease wokeness. They just slowly evolved into that because they were hiring more and more woke people. And now Vice is also just, where, where, where are they at? Let me, let, me, let me tell you something, my friends. There was a period where Vice was said to be the new Disney, the new biggest, best. They were going to dominate. They would be the end all be all of media. Shane Smith, the CEO, he did it. Where are they now? Where are they now? Nowhere. Talk about sad. Get woke, go broke. Now, to be fair, the founders of Vice cashed out that cool several, you know, million to billion, uh, you know, which depending on which founder you're talking about. Good for them. And, th and they got rich. But it's, it's crazy to me to see these individuals sitting on the throne as the media says, you are it. You've got the views, you've got the edge, you've got the brand power. Wow, it really could be that Vice takes over. Why? Because they weren't playing these games. Until they did. Until they did start playing these games. And now where is Vice? Where is the relevance of Vice? Are they the growing billion dollar? No, sorry, Disney wrote down their investment to zero. I believe it was Disney. An investment of hundreds of millions written down to zero, meaning that they filed their taxes to say we lost all that money. But maybe that was what Vice was the whole time. Maybe the goal of Vice was to play up that, you know, convince everybody and then sell out. I don't know. But when everybody in the media world is clamoring about Vice and they're winning all these awards, they're on HBO, and then they decide, you know what, we'll get woke. And then <laughs> congratulations. Congratulations on walking away from everything. Now, Here's what's funny. 
in this, this article about fusion, they say nothing was working. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you this. I worked there. My opinions are almost relatively, uh, are almost entirely the same for the most part. I still think Trump is a loudmouth braggart who represents the worst of American culture. I just thought he was worth voting for over the other crappy candidate. Uh, I'm more in favor of gun rights now. I'm less in favor of gun control. That's a big change, you know, but uh, not even that much because I was never a staunch, you know, uh, ban the guns kind of person or anything like that. Uh, No, you know, my attitude was always fairly middle of the road. Let people laugh, live and let live, liberty, left libertarian. That's where I was at, uh, um, at Fusion. And I oppose racism, and I think systemic racism is a problem. I think institutional racism exists. That doesn't mean that individuals are racist. It means we have remnants of racist policies that still exist. I think we should do away with those. And I don't think you solve that problem through racial programs. I think they're solved through class-based programmed programs. And for that, they would call me right-wing. And there's, and there's the reality. Tim's viewers are right-wing, so saith some random blogs. How do you know my viewers are right-wing? That's not, that doesn't even make any sense. Right wing doesn't even mean anything anymore. No, I'll tell you what people want. Sure, a lot of people don't like my opinions, and they comment and say, Tim, you got really dumb opinions, but you're telling the truth. Or for the most part. My predictions are wrong. A lot. Yeah. You know, I can't see the future. Sorry, guys. I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not omniscient, and uh, I'm not clairvoyant. But um, when I'm reporting on the news, I'll pull up sources and fact check it and make sure I'm getting it right. Like when the Covington kids story came out and the first video I put out right away was what is going on with this? And that was a crazy story for me. I'll be honest with you guys. When the Covington story came out, I had conservatives, liberals, libertarians, everyone messaging me saying, do you see this? This is nasty. There were people on the right denouncing the Covington kids back. That was wrong of one. And I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. It's just a video of two people standing in front of each other. I don't even know who did what. And so I looked. And then several other people who also rejected this looked as well. And we found a longer video. Turns out the kid, Nick Salmon, didn't do anything wrong. He's just standing there minding his own business. I don't care for left, right, up, down, whatever. I care for what's correct. And sometimes I get things wrong and I fact check them. Sometimes I have dumb opinions. Absolutely. I'm allowed to. And so are you. And we're also allowed to have good opinions, of course. But I try to get the facts right. And sometimes I don't. But uh, uh, I try. And this is where we are right now. If you tell the truth, you're right wing. And I'll I'll keep it simple for you. If I tell you that Joe Biden did demand a quid pro quo with Ukraine because he was protecting his son, for the most part, that's opinion. I don't know if he was protecting his son. I think he was. But if I told you that there was, was a quid pro quo between Joe Biden and the president of Ukraine in exchange for a billion dollars, that's a fact. Joe Biden demanded a prosecutor be fired. Fact. Joe Biden got that prosecutor fired. Fact. The prosecutor said in a sworn statement he was fired because of Joe Biden. Fact. The prosecutor had several, if not more than a dozen, open investigations into Burisma, where Joe Biden's son worked. Fact. Now, did Joe Biden do it because of his son to protect him? Oh, that's an, I can't read his mind. But I'll tell you this. If uh, a guy was going after uh, a company and one of the board members fathers was found like choking that guy out or something, we wouldn't be like, I wonder why he's doing it. We'd be like, he's doing it because the guy's going after his kid's company. But that's speculation. And I'm fine with saying that. See, that's 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 honesty. You can you can say, no, I think it was another reason. But the fact is, Joe Biden did those things. Why he did them? That's up for you to decide. 
And that's what we need. That's what works. That's what I tell these companies, and they don't want to listen. So as I sit here with a growing company, let me just remind all of you, my company, which started after I left, like several years later, is massively more successful, generates massive, way more money, and had no investment. This company had hundreds of millions. Get woke, go broke. Not always, but typically. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.